0: Hi, my Heidi, my Kitane Hortak, and welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Today, National has overtaken Labour and Party support for the first time since the pandemic, described as a massive shift. Grant Duncan, lecturer in politics, to explain. Also, the cost of living, a recurrent theme. Now, people working in the financial services and charities sector are reporting an increase in the working poor as cost of living jumps. Turned down from mortgage due to too many medium chicken curry takeaways. That Netflix or Neon subscription queried. The government has made changes to its responsible lending rules. We've been welcomed by some, we discussed that. And poetry became quite the theme on the panel this week. This on the back of some interesting research. Men are twice as likely to consume local poetry than women. Jordan Hamill is a champion spoken word poet and on the board of Read NZ. He joins us. And do you separate your washing or do you mix it in? The trend amongst the young is to chuck it all in and pop it on a cold wash. But what about ruining your clothes? You can get in touch with us today by text, text us two 21- one... Zero one or email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me this Friday afternoon, Alexia Russell, former producer for the Detail, now a, Alexia Kiota, a plasterer. I understand.
1: No, I'm not doing the work. I'm just oh. managing the plasterers. Are yeah, oh, you
0: managing it? <laughs> yeah,
1: and I'm but doing it's... a business course this year so that I can manage it better.
0: Very good. Because <laughs> I wanted to ask you uh, what goes into a smooth wall, but I guess you wouldn't know.
1: Oh, yeah, I do know that because I've been yeah. around the plaster for about 40 years. So, yeah, a good, good wrist work. That's what good it
0: wrist work, yeah. <laughs> also this afternoon, Raj Chakraborty, George Chakraborty, novelist and short story writer based in Wellington. Raj, kia ora. Lovely to have you on the program.
2: Lovely to be back, Wallace. Kia ora and kia ora, Alexia.
0: Kia ora. Jumping into our uh, Friday in Malbec first. And by the way, here I am for the first time. I'm... Uh, Uh, broadcasting live from the bottom of the garden. This is from a uh, little wee cottage in the bay, uh, as they say. So this is my first time here. I'm looking out on uh, little Banjo. He's running around the garden. So hi, Banjo, and I hope you can all hear me here. Uh, But uh, on cell phones in classrooms first, because Emma John came on the program first time uh, and created quite a stir when uh, Emma was saying, look, uh, my daughter is unable to make friends because the school isn't enacting the cell phone policy Very well, and so everybody at lunchtime is on their phones. Very hard to make friends. Andrew says, Wallace, we took our daughter out of her school when the administration wouldn't change their cell phone policy. Another 30 parents decided the same thing, and now they have changed their rules. Uh, and this one here, two cents from a classroom teacher on Emma's I've been thinking. Most teachers I work with have talked uh, about wanting cell phones banned from the start to end of the school school day. What a dream. But what a lot of students and parents forget is that the classroom teachers are at the bottom rung of big decisions, even below students. Senior management are often hesitant to action blanket bans because there are increasingly more parents who will just advocate blindly for what their child wants and will become quite aggressive about their child's rights. Gone are the days when parents supported teachers for the good of education. It's my child's way or the highway. Uh, so, very interesting uh, thought there. Uh, what, what do you think, Alexia?
1: I 100% would support a ban of cell phones in the classroom. They are completely unnecessary and they're a distraction and they're unfair to the teachers.
2: Raj? Um, That is how it is at uh, our daughter's school where she has the option to uh, keep her phone at the bottom of her bag or hand it over to the teacher but essentially is then not allowed to use it till the end of the day and that's worked really well for her and um, that's just the reality she accepts. So, um.
0: And is it fair, do you think it's fair, Alexia, do you think it's fair to uh, deny that young person the right of looking at their cell phone even at lunchtime or even at playtime?
1: Well, how is that their right? I mean, who, who said it was their right to distract themselves when they're at school on a, a device that, you know, never used to exist a few years back and everyone got along quite well without it? And what <laughs> could she possibly... Want to know at lunchtime that you can't wait till three o'clock to look at
0: any sort of stuff, any anything <laughs> at all, you know? Like, well, I mean, school is for school.
1: No. Um, it, it creates a big divide amongst kids who haven't got one and kids who have got one. And like um, Emma was saying, it you know, it is harder to engage with yeah. kids. And school is where you learn your social skills. Don't forget, you know, and cell phones remove that. I mean, anyone who's been out to dinner. If anyone's been able to go to dinner lately and seeing you know every single person at the table looking at their phone,
0: <laughs> I'll tell you that it's oh, not good for socialisation. Re- remember the days when uh, you were Once able upon to do a that. Time. To... Yeah. All right, and <laughs> lockdowns. Uh, one principal, uh, Andrew King, uh, said that he found that this stage of the pandemic harder than lockdown. Uh, that uh, really um, well, both surprised us and kind of blew us away in a way. But uh, someone says, I would far prefer lockdown and homeschooling than the on-again, off-again situation at the moment. My secondary school is having to go in every other day. Uh, another one here. Both my children's uh, schools handled lockdown with aplomb, one primary and one secondary. The kids were... Happy to go see their friends, sure. But their learning progressed okay during the lockdowns. Full credit to their teachers. Uh, and Jian and Wellington says, Well, I and some friends of mine all quite liked our lockdown time. Some of the reasons below. Had time to breathe and enjoy walks around the neighbourhood. Stopping to have some distance chats across the street. Just good having more time to relax and got into Tai Chi more. I enjoyed getting time back in the veggie garden and I discovered time to seek out and then prepare new recipes. Raj, what do you think?
2: I mean, I can see why, you know, the sheer um, clarity of the first lockdown and it was, it was the first time we were doing it and the rules were very clear and they were universal. I can see why some people would prefer that to all of the shifting, constantly shifting uncertainty that we have now. But, um, you know, what well, you also have to hold on to are all the kind of good news that we have in the midst of this uncertainty, this incredibly high rate of vaccination, hopefully a less severe variant of the disease and and further light at the end of a tunnel, which is not too far away, where even more of normality returns. So I can see why this uncertainty is is um, you know, it really makes people anxious. But I, I, I hold on to that bigger picture, Um yeah. where I'm really glad we're not we're not at the start of the last two years again.
0: We'll return into some of those themes later on in the program, too, Alexia.
2: Yeah, well
1: said, Raj.
2: Um, mm. I think the
1: first lockdown had a bit of, um had a togetherness about it, and neighbours got together, and people were out. It was sunny. It was you know it was an adventure it was we were all clubbing together it was something new we would we had a purpose we had a reason and you can't just you just but you can't sustain that kind of thing i don't think and now it's become a drag and we've had to try to go back to work a lot of us are working under less than ideal circumstances or we've lost our jobs or you know the the effects of the pandemic have made themselves are really making themselves felt right now and the romance has gone out of it you know yeah. The, the disease is here, <laughs> we, we've not stopped it. Um, and I can definitely see why you would prefer that kind of initial banding together. It had a thing to it, it had a, 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 a single mindedness of purpose that we don't have anymore.
0: Teddy bears in the window, Alexia. Oh,
1: yeah, I'm not into that stuff, but you know, quite nice, quite nice seeing all the fam- families going for a walk together. Yes. And, um, yeah, you know, was that um. Really-
0: now, just moving on, uh, and by the way, a lot of uh, response coming through about uh, washing your clothes uh, in terms of do you separate uh, or do you not. Uh, Bridget says, I'm in my 40s and have thrown all my washing in together and a cold wash all my life. No clothes have ever been ruined. If it's new and very dark, such as jeans, I will wash them alone the first time. So keep those coming. But regarding this, this, is this cha- two people just texted at the same time, um, something's going on in Wellington. Uh, I am. I cannot find one bottle of tomato sauce anywhere. We go through a couple of bottles a week. That's another issue. But anyone, anyone finding <laughs> the same, please in Wellington. Uh, is Wellington run completely out of tomato sauce? If you want to give us a heads up on that, you can text us, please. Two one zero one. And regarding bad anniversary gifts um one person received a high-end microwave for their fifth anniversary this is Wednesday on the Dear Panel segment and it was a little, was a little bit offended it was a very expensive um microwave Raj, that you can steam in uh it was worth $800 so very high end have you got one of, got one of those
2: No no we've got we've actually got an incredibly ancient microwave but sorry what was the context for the Well the context gift?
0: The context was this person was offended because they got an appliance for their uh, anniversary.
2: Oh, uh, I see. Right, right, right. I get uh, it. right. But someone
0: says, I would have been thrilled if my husband had given me a fancy microwave oven, uh, but I was not overjoyed to receive a lawnmower. Uh, and uh, Wallace mm-hmm. Sally here. I once received the worst anniversary present in a microwave. My husband gave me a beautiful, large silver object Maybe we did need it, as he said. The problem was, it was a hold of for toilet rolls. That can't be right. That can't be right. Uh, anyway, thank you very much. Kia ora for uh, all your fear. But I just want to jump in. Oh, no, we haven't got time. I've just had this beautiful poem uh, come through because we're talking about poems about uh, RNZ. It's very long, but I thought I'd read you a couple of, uh, uh, f- couple of phrases from it, but we don't have time because I want to jump into I've been thinking – Alexi Russell, take it away.
1: Well, it's not ideal being a plasterer at the moment when there's a nationwide mm. shortage of jib board. So we have been applying for some of the help that's available, including through Activate Tāmaki Makaurau, from which we hope to get a grant to um, develop our digital marketing beyond its current, we're not doing anything like state. So this is government money. It's really fantastic. There's been a recognition of the type of help small businesses need. It's very well-directed. But the hoop jumping is so onerous that anyone who doesn't have help getting the help will be pretty lost. I mean, I thought New Zealand was supposed to be the easiest place in the world to do business. And don't get me wrong, I'm really grateful for this help. And hopefully, because I've jumped through the hoops for my husband, it will happen. But, you know, someone who started a business because they're really good at being a tiler or a baker or a bricklayer and not good at paperwork work would give up in despair um, you know, you have to have a New Zealand business number. Well, not every company does that. To apply for it, you've got to be Realme certified. And that's a whole other can of worms. And then, you you know, you've, we had to know what date our partnership started. I had no clue. But the, and the revenue department is not answering the phone at the moment. They literally say on their answer machine, we're not taking calls at the moment. You can send us an email, we'll be back in 15 days, um, by which oh. stage the funding will have run out. So, Oh, gosh. It would be really this stuff's really great. The thought behind it is really great. But sometimes the execution needs to be there to help those people on that lower run, people who are not really good at filling in forms.
0: Does there um, need to be a hub where you can actually phone uh, or email a really simple hub that you can actually as a small business starting out?
1: Well, actually, I think there needs to be a hub where you can talk to someone in person because, you know, half the tradesmen I know are in it because they're dyslexic and they failed at school. So they don't like doing things on the internet or on the phone. They like to talk to someone. You know, they like someone to hold that pen for them while they give them the answers. Um, I mean, right. obviously, in person stuff's not practical now and there's a shortage of everybody, but it would be quite good if these things were thought out
0: a little bit more on, for yep. the people who really need it. Raj Chakraborty, I've been thinking.
2: Um, Since Monday, um, all I've been mostly thinking about is a trip home to India that I'm planning in early April to attend my cousin's wedding and to um, see my parents. And how unreal it still seems, even though I've just booked my flights, and how I'll really only believe it when I've landed over Mm -hmm. there because (laughs) I'm kind of still braced for the possibility of you know, testing positive in the very final week and not being able to fly or having to isolate. So that's what I've been thinking about since I booked my flights on Tuesday.
0: You must be really excited. Really, really excited. I am,
2: but, but I'm also like, you know, it. My, I, the second thing I did was book my travel insurance in case I have to cancel everything. Yeah. So A so, um,
0: lot to come on the panel, Raj, Chuck Alexia Russell, or someone says tomato sauce make your own edmund's cookbook has a brilliant recipe but is it the same does it taste the same that's it the panel NZ national